Welcome to Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com. Today, our guest is Jack Rieger. Jack is the co-founder of the John Paul II Renewal Center. He's also host of a podcast called Become Who You Are. Jack was a professional chef and entrepreneur and owned restaurants, real estate, and a financial service company. So, Jack, thanks for joining us today. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, your recent article, Stolen Innocence, The Spiritual War on Children and the Family. But before we do that, maybe you can tell people a little bit about uh, the John Paul II Renewal Center, how they can find it, and about your podcast. Yes, thank you. Hey, it's great to be with you. Great to be with you, and it's a great subject, uh, stolen innocence. What what's going on with our with our children and our families? But yeah, so the John Paul II Renewal Center is an apostolate. Uh, we started with a number of us, uh, really based on theology, of the body. John Paul's work on theology, of the body. A uh, number of us from the western suburbs of Chicago. Uh, got together after uh, we took some classes in Pennsylvania. Most of us met while we were in Pennsylvania, taking classes with Christopher West and other other people that were early proponents of theology of the body. And so anyways, we got together and we said, wow, this is the answer for for our, our own personal lives, for our marriages, our families, and also for the culture. And, and I'll tell you, I'll just kind of uh, wrap up with this right now, uh, Deacon Jeff, is that what we're finding with the with the attack on marriage and the family and, and the young people today, uh, theology of the body, John Paul's work is just so beautiful. And of course, he didn't make this up. You know, this is uh, over a thousand lines of scripture in there and pulling from tradition all the way from the very beginning and just pulling it all the way through. And then John Paul just puts uh, his own touches on that and brings it, uh, really personalizes it so that at, at the end, it's really when your experience of life and your own heart touches the gospel in a way, you have that aha moment and, and, the, and the light goes off and you just go, wow, okay, now I get it. So it gives us really the vocabulary to be able to express uh, what our hearts are feeling today. And to find it, people can just type in John Paul II Renewal Center. Yeah, and yes, up. yes, thank you for that. So, John, uh, if you put JP, JP for John Paul, JP, the number two, numeral two, renew.org. JP, the number two, renew.org. And that'll take you to our website. And from there, you'll be able to contact me. Um, just hit the contact up on, a, on the top. Feel free to email me. <laughs> Um, the Become Who You Are podcast uh, is is it comes out uh, approximately three times a week, and so that answers a lot of these questions too. And it's a great resource. I would say the podcast is really a wonderful resource for uh, marriage issues, uh, some of these gender ideologies, and et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, we were talking before we got on air in this article <clears throat> that we're talking about uh, stolen innocence, the spiritual war on children and families uh, came out on Catholic Exchange. Uh, but we talked about, you know, these attacks, these spiritual attacks are coming from all different angles. But, you know, even within the church, right, look at what the look at what's happened to the John Paul II Institute in Rome. It's been gutted mm. and, and it's it's an embarrassment. You know, uh, Deacon Jeff, that that is one of the heartbreaking, uh, really the, the thing that really pulls on my heart the most. And and you can really see 
that, you know, what um, Pope Paul VI called the smoke of Satan, you know, has entered the church, he said. And he, he sensed this already going back into the 60s, right? And, and of course, it's been pulling, pulling through. And we really see, um, we really see you know, the, our Lord and Satan fighting it out right within the church. You're right. And, and when that institute was taken down, so John Paul started that. And um, he wrote a letter, actually uh, became Cardinal Kafar. He put uh, Monsignor Kafar in charge of getting that institute up and running when John Paul was still the Pope. And this is early on in the, in the early 80s. And, and so John Paul wrote to uh, Sister Lucia, who was the, the main visionary of Fatima, who survived and died the same year John Paul did in 2005. And is there, I'll just read you just what she, so she wrote back and, and this gets right back. This is exactly what was going on. Cardinal Kafar already in the eighties felt this pressure coming from in the church and outside the church. They did not want to get this uh, up and running because it talks about marriage, the family. It talks about God's plan for, for um, d- divine life and, and love. And, and so he's, he, this is what Cardinal Kafara said, and, and you make no mistake about it, right? We're in a spiritual battle that Sister Lucia, when she wrote back, she said this, the final battle between the Lord and the kingdom of Satan will be over marriage and the family. She said, don't be afraid, but whoever works for the sanctity of marriage and the family will always be fought against and opposed every way, because this is the decisive issue. And she concluded, nevertheless, Our Lady has already crushed this head. So look at get ready. You're going to be fought and opposed in every way. Uh, Cardinal Kafara, John Paul II, Jack Rigger, Deacon Jeff, all of us that are standing for marriage and the family. But Our Lady has already crushed this head. And we have to remember that, uh, Deacon, that this is a temporal battle. Very important because it's it's for this it's for our souls right for our eternal souls and and so this is a this is a tough battle we're in but you're exactly right when when that was taken down I thought wow th- there is a real battle going on and then then you may know the uh, Pontifical Institute for Life um, mm-hmm. was has also been gutted uh, gutted out and and there's actually been pro-abort. Uh, pro-abortion yep. uh, people on there and and anti really anti-marriage and and uh, and people that are uh, pushing same-sex marriage etc right in the church's institute you know I, so so yeah it's <laughs> it's 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 heating up and it's accelerating as we go into today so you wrote this article and i think if i remember in the beginning of the article you talk about seeing a manger scene and when i was thinking mm-hmm. about that it just reminded me that you know evil you know the the Holy Family had to run, flee to Egypt because of the the death uh, threats by Herod on our Lord and Savior. And so the evil has been attacking the family forever. But what was it about that manger scene that kind of got your uh, mind going? Well, it reminded me that, you know, here's here's Christ. He comes into the world. Now, now God could have sent his son in any way. He could have came riding on a white stallion. He could have came anyway. But... You know, we are created a model day, Deacon Jeff, and, and we know this. We're all created in the image of God, but the fuller image of God is is marriage in the family. And that's that's it's just if I can almost create a vision in people's mind, if, if you're thinking about the inner life of the Trinity, which is an eternal exchange of love. You have the father who pours his love out to the son and the son receives that love. And in receiving, he gives it back to the father. And it's so beautiful, so profound that what comes out of that is begotten is the Holy Spirit, right? The, the, the person of love, 
begotten of the, the union of the Father and the Son. So you have this Trinitarian love story being told. And when God decided you know, to, to create the world and he wants to bring this love story into the world, what does he do? Well, he creates human beings, and then and then he creates us in a way that we can become the two. My wife and I, there was a moment in time where the two became one, physically one, but this is spiritual and physical, right, the marital union. And out of that union, three times for me, came came out of that union is a person. So I, I offered my love to my wife. My wife received that love. It was so beautiful and profound that three times it came out in the form of a person. We called those persons babies, right? And so this is... This is a, a, a created reflection, you know, a tiny reflection of the inner life, the inner love of the Trinity. And so when I looked at, at Jesus in that manger with our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph and those animals around, you realize that, again, Jesus could have came into the world in any way. But how does he do it? He comes in a man born of a woman, right? He comes into a family to show us how foundational, how beautiful, how powerful, and this love story being told within the family. And that's when I'm looking at that, at that nativity scene. You just think of that, of each family, right? And, and the beauty and the power of that, you know? And, uh, and, and then our Blessed Mother is, is said yes. And when, with her yes, and so I'm looking at this major, with her yes, you know, she said yes for all of humanity. Pope Benedict XVI would have said, you know, God bless him, right? He, he just passed away, of course, just a few days ago. But but she said yes for all of humanity. So I was I just pictured myself kneeling there uh, next to Mary, looking at Jesus and saying yes myself. And this is what I do every morning, Deacon. And and if there's and if they forget about anything else I say today. I, you know, one small thing everybody could do is before you look at that, that crazy phone that's driving all of us crazy in the morning, just get down on your knees and just say yes. You know, God pursues you. He wants you to come into a love story with him. Just say yes. I accept. Right. I choose you, God, and then get up and go about, about your day with that in mind. But that's that's really what I was uh, I was thinking about. Right. That love of God that he has for each individual and the family. Uh, and marriage and the family is the bedrock, not only of today's right, civilization, but for all of mankind. Every single person alive today came out of a union of, of, uh, of a sperm and an egg, right? And, and that's that we were exploded into this life, you know, that's, uh, and, 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 and we forget that sometimes with these crazy ideologies that are going on today. Well, and that, and that yes reminds us all that that yes is that we take up arms because we are the church militant. So when we say yes, we have to go defend. It's not only support it, but we have to defend life. We have to defend marriage. We have to defend our children, our grandchildren, because as we mentioned, evil's coming from all sides. And so it, it should give us courage, but it also should remind us that this is a battle, although one is something we need to continue to fight, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, it's it's one in eternity, you know, uh, Deacon Jeff. But that's a great point. And but but right now in this temporal space, we're all battling for our our, our souls. So you're right. If if I slip out of here tomorrow, God's going to look at me. You know, He's going to say, you know, I, you know, did you bring the gospel to people? Right? Did you did you speak the truth? You know, you have the truth. We I gifted you with the truth. Did you speak the truth? Because because th th this is this is this is life and death situation for eternal life and eternal death. You know, we all stand every day 
before that, you know, we get that 24 hour reset every day and we stand before that tree of the knowledge of good and evil in, in, in a sense. huh? And we have to decide they're on my knees. First thing in the morning, I say, I choose you, God. And there's a, there's many, many people saying, I, I choose to walk away from you, God. That's an old story, right? That, that goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. And that's been brought down to history. So we are just in this little moment, this little window of time, and it's boom, we're, we bounce around here this, on, on, this, on this planet for just a little while, and we're out of here onto eternal life. So yeah, this is our battle. This is our time to choose love or to choose anti-love, right? To choose the gospel or the anti-gospel. And, and, and that's, what it is. That's, that's what we're doing right now. You're exactly right. And you also talk about, and, and you know, I think most people know family is the bedrock of civilization. So naturally, evil is going to try to attack the bedrock. But not only is it the bedrock of civilization, it's the bedrock of the church, right? If we want holy priests, if we want religious, if mm-hmm. we want this church to grow, then Christians, Catholics need to embrace this family, protect it from the government, the schools, the corporations, media, entertainment, you know, you can go on and on and on. But it's all about keeping Jesus as our focus and reminding everybody that this is something that you can't give up. If we don't defend this, then it all crumbles, especially what you mentioned, our eternal salvation. Yes. And, and think about this. You know, w- this is a very practical thing that we're talking about. You know, what I loved about John Paul's work, John Paul is very practical. Jesus himself is very practical. Again, he comes into this world and, you know, as, as a human being and he, he lives for 30 years. We don't even know what he's doing. Right. We assuming that, you know, with just a couple of appearances, you know, at the, at, at the temple when he was about 12 years old. And and, uh, and and after that, we kind of lose him for for quite a while. And and so he's a very practical person. You know, he comes in, he's healing people, uh, you know, and, and he, but he's always saying, go and sin no more. And so if we don't do this in our own families, in our own communities, in our own neighborhoods, then then, you know, not only do they do we do they lose their individual souls, but our family members get twisted and distorted. The dysfunction that comes in when you don't live up to this is amazing. So, you know, so many people today, right, in analogy, right, you move, remove God from our, from our own hearts, then from our family. And I always tell people, that's your prerogative, right? Now sit back and watch the train wreck because the train wreck always comes and it always will come for your, you, you individually and for your family if you don't bring the gospel in. You know, take a few minutes just here uh, to reflect on the radical dysfunction going on in so many families. How many have experienced divorce, children out of wedlock, pornography, addiction, eating disorders, gender dysphoria, drug and alcohol abuse, domestic violence, abortion, anxiety, right? And it goes on and on and on. I, I'm dealing with this every day as I go out and present to, and we present to high schools and stuff too. And we see this in the kids that, you know, there is a group there um, I, not too long ago and, and I walked in and, and uh, so we're presenting theology of the body and, and the beauty of love and how we're created. And, and I said, OK, we're going to come back for another session. Does anybody have anything particular on their mind that they want to make sure we, we, we try to cover? And and they wanted to talk about mental illness. And I said, I said, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, you know. And I said, what do you mean by mental illness? And they said, how, how come so many of our, our friends are depressed, are talking about suicide, are, are, are feeling so hopeless? And what can we do for them? And, and so these are young people. These are 15 and 16 year olds, you know, and they're feeling this. So, again, it becomes back to, to the point where I was making. It's very practical. So while we're saving, 
the uh, you know while we're, we're we're trying to look at this as saving the 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 church right through marriage and the family. We, we are saving each one of us, right? Each family, each person. And when we walk away from the gospel, man, we just bring this 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 dysfunction in, right? And yeah, it's it's a it's a battle out there, but it's a good battle, and we have the tools, and we know what to do. And John Paul's given us the vocabulary, Deacon Jeff, to be able to speak to these issues, which is which is a huge thing. It's a huge thing to have the vocabulary to say, man, I felt that in my heart, and now I can articulate it. Because when you can do that. Uh, something very powerful happens, you know. Well, and to your point, right, when we don't, there is collateral damage, right? There is no such thing yes, as a private sin. And when when moms and dads, and it takes a mom and a dad, right? We don't, you know, unfortunately things happen in families, but each provides something that the children need. And when we don't unify and and create a home environment with Jesus at the center, the, the collateral damage is what you just explained. And, you know, we're going to have to look in the mirror and our problems are going to be looking right back at us if we don't embrace Jesus and the gospel. Yeah, yeah. And, and so many of us uh, are living in disconnection to, uh, today. You know, if you want to think of it, you know, think of it as, you know, uh, really what, when here I'll give you an example. So I walked into a um, into a, uh, a high school. And, and again, you know, just presenting, I threw out, you know, you know, just basically just uh, an icebreaker, right? I threw out a question, a, a young girl raises her hand and she's, and I said, yes, young lady. And to answer the question, and she said, call me day. And I said, why do you want me to call you day? You know, of course, this is my first rodeo, but I want to hear it from her. And, and of course the other students know her already. So they're all looking at me the, the way right. I would react to this. And so I look at her and I, and, and I could see her, she's a sweet girl. And you have to be very careful in these situations, uh, Deacon, because you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these young people have been hurt. A lot of them have been sexually abused. You know, that one in four uh, girls, by the time they reach 15 years old now has been uh, sexually abused one in six boys. And so there's a lot of hurt going on. And, and so I said, I told her, I, I said, I, do me a favor. I said, I'm a simple guy. I said, I just walked in here. I don't even know your names. I don't know anything about you. And I got to learn all your pronouns and stuff. I said, I don't think I'm capable of that. I said, can you do me a favor? And I looked at her and she's looking at me. And I said, just for now, just for now. And we can change this later up if you want to, but can I just call you a beloved child of God? And she nodded. Yes. And then another person, I said, how about you? Can I call you a beloved child? I, God, I went around and asked a couple more people and I said, me too. I'm a beloved child of God. We're all brothers and sisters. And I said, if we really start to think about it that way, right, we're all brothers and sisters. So let's, let's just go down into our hearts. And, and, I, and I just brought them into prayer and they all followed yeah. me down. And, and as those young people started to pray for others, you could see something happen to them, a deacon, they switched, they all calmed down a little bit and you see the power of prayer you see the power of getting out of this world story, out of this wind that just blows you around, you know, the spirit of the age on the surface. And when you get into prayer, when you get into the sacraments, when you get into the gospel, you sink below that for a little while and you meet that one person there, you know, you meet God there, right? 
and your body, soul, and God it all connects in the core that the, that the catechism and the, and the Bible would call the heart on this core of a person. And when you can sit in that silence and that prayer every day, the healing starts to come, you know, and we have integration, right? And so getting back to what, the way I started, when you don't do that, you ha- you're like, you're, you're, dis- into, you're a disintegration. You're like a cut flower. You're not rooted to anything. And so these young people are getting blown away by the spirit of the age. Let God be God. That's all I did with that young girl. Do you know you're a beloved child of God? Bring him into prayer. And I would recommend this to everybody. You know, it, it, you know, when, when you have young people around you, when you have anybody around, you know, always get into prayer at some point, you know, definitely over meals before you go to sleep at night, first thing in the morning, because you're connecting to that deep place and that'll keep you rooted. And it's amazing how powerful that is in your, in, in your daily life. As you get blown around, like you said, by all these currents, you know, don't forget these kids, you know, if they're on watching Netflix and Disney, if they're watching, if they're on social media and they're seeing these TikTok videos and all these things, these are all bringing, you know, uh, you know, ways to bring evil. I'm not saying everything Disney does or everything Netflix does is evil or, so, or social media, but there's plenty there and, and they're infiltrating. And there was a time, Deacon, where. You could protect, you could have a domestic church, right? You could protect your house. At least the kids, maybe they're getting bullied or something happened bad at school. You could go into your house and you can give them a little break. But today with, with, uh, with the iPhones and the computers and stuff, you can bring all that evil into your home. And so it's very important for us to, to give people a break, right? To find a place to silence and connect with God. And, and that anxiety and that depression and, you know, those things will start to you know, to, to open all of that up to God and allow him into that, into that space to heal you. Well, and I think that, you know, it really emphasizes the importance of parenting and, and being grandparents. Yes. Try to protect what is coming into your home. And, you know, Father Patrick Payton, way back, what, in the 40s and 50s, the family that prays together stays together. When we, mm-hmm. as couples, unite ourselves and and become you know, a model of the Holy Family, which sometimes is referred to as the earthly trinity, then then we have everything we need. But when we uh, let our guard down or we think, you know, we're going to let our schools or our government kind of take over, that's when it all hits the fan. And that's what we're seeing now, right? We're seeing parents taking kids to drag drag shows and thinking it's fun. I mean, we're seeing it all over social media. Parents have the ability to change the course of what's going on in this world by just embracing Jesus, don't they? They, they definitely do. And, and, and the point you just make is a big one. And I, and I like to just sit there for a second, because what happens is this is a life of disconnection again. When you're so disconnected that you don't see the, the evil, really, and, and the detriment to your children when you bring them to a drag show, these, these, this isn't, uh, you know, by uh, kind of fun stuff. When you hear what they're saying in these drag shows and, and when they're lifting up their pants and stuff or their skirts and, 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 you know, I mean, it's amazing uh, evil that's going on there. And, and so what happens is this, you know, when, when we disconnect from uh, God, we no longer really are convicted of sin, are we? We walk away. We, we, we don't know what sin is anymore and we don't feel it. 
and we walk into these stories. When you see uh, mothers and fathers laughing and giggling with 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 little kids in a, in a you know in a trans story hour or or, or whatever that is, it, th- this is really people that have lost the vision of who we are, our human dignity, huh? And we we've, we've we've just we've really are eating out of this toxic sewage, you know, of, of this culture and. And we've got used to it. It's like the frog in the boiling pot, isn't it? You know, we, we sat there and we stewed and we stewed and we stewed. And finally, we don't even feel it anymore, you know. And uh, and that's why people can watch shows. I, I had uh, I had a uh, I did a, a teacher in service and um, one of the one of the uh, women, one of the women teachers said, Jack, you know, help me with this question. Uh, or how would you answer this? She said, she said, I was going down the hall and I saw an eighth grade boy was looking at porn on his phone with another boy. And I came up right behind him and I said, Hey, come with me to the office. And as I was in the office with him, he didn't seem to be taking it seriously. And I just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to just ask the principal to call your, your, your dad. And he goes, it doesn't matter. My dad watches porn. And, and then you see that if we don't protect these kids' hearts, you know, and and the final thing I'll just say right now, Deacon, is you're exactly right on. You, you know, there's there's no grand leader of political force that's going to ride in on the great white stallion to rescue humanity or to rescue your your family. You know, you have to be the hero. You're, you have to be the hero. And I don't care if you feel like it or not. You know, God will give you the courage and the grace to be able to do that. And you do it in your own way. But you're exactly right. You you have to be speaking about these things in your house, in your home, and uh, you have to be bringing your kids to to mass and the sacraments, and uh, and you have to be praying a rosary, brother. And if you're not doing those kind of things, then you're just allowing uh, these currents of evil to to come in, and and your family's going to pay the price. They're going to pay the price. Well, and we're seeing we're seeing the price being paid right now, and it's you know it's children that have, as you mentioned before, right, whether they think you know, whatever pronoun they want to be called, they're, they're lost and they're searching and what they're searching for is God. And, and as parents, as a, as a church, as grandparents, we need to, to help strengthen marriage. We're down to about the last minute and a half or so. What are some of the resources that are out there that can help when we're talking about this spiritual warfare on children and families? Yeah, I, I guess it depends where you want to go. But if if you're talking about parents and families, something to start with, um, uh, Get Out Now is a great book uh, written by Mary Rice Hansen and Teresa mm-hmm. Farnan. Get Out Now. And it really tells you what's going on in the schools and stuff. I think everybody should be aware of it. If if you want to watch something, Mind Polluters is a, is a, is you can buy the DVD. I don't know how much it is, but it's not that much. The mind polluters, it will tell you this story, a very important stuff. And, and maybe a couple of families can go together and buy that DVD and, and, and share it. Very, very important. And, and, then to, and then to learn theology of the body, because that, again, that brings us, you know, here's the problem, but this brings the solution to that problem. And, uh, and, and so very, very important to do. You're doing a lot of great work. And I think, again, people can go to your website. Uh, go to the John Paul II Renewal Center. Uh, you know, I've, I've listened to some of your podcasts. I mean, they're helping strengthen families. So people can go there as well. And I think what you're doing is is, is important. And more people need to kind of pick up and, and help and do what you're doing. Because the more people hear it from more different avenues and places, they're going to be strengthened during this time. 
Respect Life Radio is produced by Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Denver. And remember, you can listen to all of our shows at respectliferadio.com.